your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. BGK meets the Rangers tonight, as well as the former head coach, Gerard Gallant, at Madison Square Garden in New York. And then, of course, we've got the back end of a back-to-back BGK against the Islanders on Saturday, heading into the All-Star break. We'll have predictions for those games, as well as you know it, it is Friday. And guess what? It's time for WTF What the Friday. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. Of course, you could find us wherever you get your podcast. And uh, thanks again. We are brought to you by our new sponsor, FanDuel. Sign up today, fanduel.com slash lockdown. You could place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose. That's fanduel.com slash lockdown. So we can be found on Twitter at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G, at Lockdown VGK, and of course our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. Chris, VGK off of that tough loss. You think it's going to be a momentum builder, however, in Newark back on what, Tuesday night now already. Um, that game in overtime, uh, VGK with the loss. Now they go across the Hudson, they take the Lincoln Tunnel, uh, they go to the Mecca, Madison Square Garden tonight. Uh, some good news for VGK, as we have uh, been talking about getting healthier. Um, and maybe uh, this is a good sign if you can get these players to get in a couple of games right before the All-Star break, see how they recover, recoup, and everything else, and then come back you know, after the All-Star break when it's going to get uh, really tough for VGK. Uh, two players. Uh, the one guy that we know will be there tonight is a player that we heard Cassidy yesterday call the glue guy. That's William Carrier, Carrier. He'll be back tonight. Uh, Shea Theodore listed as day-to-day. Yesterday, Cassidy said uh, that they miss his transition on offense. They miss uh, his power play acumen, big word there, this early in the day. His ozone and blue line play, and he helps to create offense. And so the lines tonight, um, we heard from Cassidy yesterday. He said it'll be Carrier with Stevenson and Kessel and Howden with Nick Waugh and Colasar. So those will be the uh, the third and the fourth lines for the VGK. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm okay just spinning the dials with these lines here a little bit and seeing what happens. I think we can... It's weird, right? Because that fourth line, there goes Tony again. That fourth line is technically our third line. It's been like that the entire season so far. And Carrier's output does have him as a solid third line winger. So I don't mind Nick Wah, Colasar, and Carrier being busted up, so to speak. They can always go back to them as well. We, if there's one thing we know, the way the lines start may not be the way the lines finish. Um, what else do we see about this line? I'm trying to find. Um, so Smith, Carlson, March. So now the f- first line, Tony, how do you feel about mm-hmm. that? Cotter, Eichel, Amadio. I mean, we're having a hard time sometimes figuring out who's better on that line with Steve, with Eichel, if it's Cotter or Amadio. So let's try both of them. 
let's try both of them. And then now we're going to go Stevie Carrier Kessel. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with all this. I like what I'm seeing and hopefully it will energize something. I don't get too deep in this. This might be in my third segment. I just hope this is the right time for Carrier and or um, Theodore to come back. Back to back. You got the all-star break around the corner. Do we need to rush them back for one or both of these games? Let's hope it goes okay. It might be all right to play Theodore, especially just on the tail end. The Islanders game, going into the break, give him a little bit of a run and see how he fares there. Uh, and our technical issues always continuing here. By segment two, it, it's gone, though. That's a weird thing, usually. Not always. <laughs> it's it's something to do with the sunspots and everything. I truly do believe that in the fog. And thank you for all the comments yesterday about the fog, folks. That was terrific. Uh, so VGK versus the Rangers. New York. They watch. <laughs> New York off of a three to two. Yeah, they surely do, especially when I drop in the wrong spots at the wrong times. Uh, New York, 3-2, that uh, loss in Toronto the other night. Uh, two things really stand out in that game for me, being a Rangers fan. On one of the goals, uh, it was on Philip Heedle's second goal. Capo Caco, you need to Google this because he skates around in circles. He has the puck possession. He gives up the puck. He continues to cycle. He moves around. He goes to the top of the slot, back down to the bottom. And every single time he has a touch, he just makes, it creates more space, right? And then he finally finds uh, Heedle on the right side who pots it. And I thought it was one of the better plays that I've seen out of this youngster because he's still a part of the kid line. And then the other goal that stands out, we've talked about the deficiencies with BGK, right? In the face-off circle. If they do that again, they will get burned. Heedle scores a goal right right off of the face off. He puts it right into the net, which was like phenomenal. Uh, but again, a very talented and skilled team tonight. And VGK has to play, I think, its best game uh, to beat the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, especially coming off of a loss. And then, of course, you've got Gerard Gallant. Yeah, I mean, there's always a storyline. And not that there's any... Um any uh, animosity towards Gerard Gallant, but you definitely want to beat your old coach. And, as and he does... wants to beat them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's probably more or less Gallant wants to, you know, stick it on us versus, you know, the remaining players that played for Gallant, but still that's always um, an added storyline. And if anything, that's advantage. Well, I don't, we know Cassie knows the Rangers quite well too. So, I mean, maybe that's going to wash as far as each team's knowledge of one another, the player I love watching on the Rangers, Adam Fox. I love watching the way um, he's he's a good player statistically. Right now he's sitting on 48 points, and that's second on the team, only behind Kreider. Or sorry, Zabanajad, who has 49 points, if I'm reading this correctly. No, no, Panarin Panarin has 50. The bread man, I think, has 50, right? No, He does, 12 and 38. Okay, fair enough. So, okay. yeah, so point being is, though, it's my the team, way Chris. he, it's, my it's team. your team. I know, I know, I know. Your team every day, Tony, I know. <laughs> so, you like that? Um, I like that. Nice tie-in. So, Adam Fox works the blue line very, very well. Uh, no different than, like, what Eric Carlson does, the way they can pinch, the way they can create space. They do so many good things to create scoring opportunities just based on making that one little move or that second move, and it's a lot of fun to watch. And it's going to be tough to uh, contain Adam Fox tonight as well as the rest of the Rangers. Yeah, it should be a pretty fun game, I think, to watch. Entertaining. 
Uh, this will also be the Jake LeShizen revenge game. Five games, no points, by the way, just so you know. Uh, but he is getting uh, some run there, I think, on the fourth line. And I think we talked about this a little bit the other day about, you know, the fact that Logan Thompson will probably be in that again tonight. He wants to go up against the best. He wants to try to redeem himself. He wants to play again on the other end of Shesterkin. Shesterkin just has a uh, a pretty much average. Well, he's 21, 8, and 7. 21, 8, and 7 uh, on this campaign. And so, yeah, we think we'll see LT tonight. And I think I have to believe it'll be Aiden Hill tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely in the same mindset when it comes to that right now. I'm pulling up team face-off percentage right now. Just curious here. We've been talking a lot about that lately. Oh, they've been getting crushed. Remember the last game, they got absolutely annihilated. And I think the last two or three games, uh, they've not done well on the face-off. So Where do you think so they rank points. overall in the league? Uh, watch. They'll probably be like fifth or sixth. Seventh. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are seventh in the league, so the optics. But they maybe... had a good they had a good start. But of late, if you look at their later numbers, uh, they're not doing very well. And especially I talked about Carlson the other night was just seven of 17. Yeah, no, I mean, and he but he's two faceoffs away from him being a great game. Like, that's the crazy thing. Like the best faceoff team in the NHL percentage speaking is actually the Blackhawks at 56 one. So they're basically winning one extra coin flip. That That's how even the face-off circle is. And maybe that's one of the reasons Gerard Glant was like, eh, whatever about face-offs, because it's such a, the, the line of success and failure for face-offs is razor thin. And the worst team in the league is only at a 45.1 being the Buffalo Sabres. So you have less than, you have exactly 11%, according to StatMuse, separating the best team and the worst team. That's a pretty small, uh, Standard deviation is that the terminology to use? Margin, I don't know. It's margin. margin, yeah, yeah right. range. Deviation sounds better if it's the right thing. I don't, I okay, don't know. yeah, we'll just all good, everything's good. Okay, so and then, uh, of course, uh, the kid line. I think that third line matchup will be real interesting. Um, again, we'll see uh, Lafreniere, um, down on the third line. And getting, Are they gonna trade Laffy? It seems like that's the thing, doesn't it? It seems like it seems he's always. Gerard Galland plays so many head games with both uh, Capococco, who last year in the conference finals, he benched him in the second game, right? And then Lafreniere is another one of those guys who's continuously in the doghouse, and he benched him a little bit. Laffy's not developing, though. I mean, no, I think. No, he's yeah. not. He's not. And I think he could be uh, expendable now. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Islanders. Okay, that was great. That's it. Not much to say other than they're reeling. They've lost 10 of 11. I saw an interesting stat here, Chris. The Islanders have not scored a goal in the third period in the last 11 games. They're going to score three on, on, on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were headed down that path, right? You know, this is, I mean, is that the... That's the trap game, right? I don't know. I mean, you know, you <laughs> know, they're all they're talking they, about. If they lo uh, if VGK loses to the Rangers, definitely they'll get a W. I think tomorrow night. But if if they win, why, somehow, why would you assume that? I would not assume that one bit. Tony, if, I, if they listen, win, I think they lose tomorrow. Okay, and that part is fair. I, I see what your where your perspective is right there. But I won't. Uh, no matter what happens tonight, I will not claim or assume victory tomorrow night. It's been. 
it's been tough sledding, you know, and I do maintain that things I think after that Tuesday game are going to be better. And that was before uh, we had the potential of getting Carrie a er and Shea Theodore back. That's two huge, wonderful welcome additions to the lineup, especially Shea Theodore. You'd mentioned early on about uh, his ability to move the puck. One of the biggest concerns that we've had as VGK fans is their inability to break out as of late and find that empty space in the blue line, whether they're making, you know, not making good enough stretch pass to start the breakout or having someone who can just carry the puck. And, you know, Petrangelo can do that outside of Petrangelo. We don't have a lot of defense, a lot of puck moving defensemen right now in the lineup. White Cloud can meet that criteria. And obviously Shea Theodore, that's probably one of his strong points that in the offensive side of his game. So we're getting reinforcements back uh, again. I hope it's the right time for both of these players to be coming back. I hope, I hope, I hope I don't want to leak my third segment here, but hopefully brighter days are ahead and we need to beat up on the Islanders tomorrow. That is plain and simple. Good efforts tonight against the Rangers. If it goes to at least overtime and it feels like a clean game, that's good. I'm okay with whatever the outcome is. If they get a point and it feels like a clean game, if they get outplayed, so what, you know, I'm okay with, a game where they get outplayed and don't make many mistakes, but you got to get the win tomorrow night against the Islanders. And if we can find a way to salvage that fourth point on this trip, that would be a very big momentum boost going into the all-star break, which is long. Yeah. The Islanders uh, have a back-to-back themselves, but they're both at home. They play the Red Wings tonight and then VGK tomorrow. And then again, of course, man, such a tough back-to-back for VGK as they have to travel about 30-some-odd minutes. Really difficult. Uh, we talked about Matt Barzell. Remember earlier in the season when they played against VGK? And he had a very slow start scoring goals, and he still only has 11 goals on the season, but he has 31 assists, 31 helpers for him. And then uh, between the pipes, we'll probably see uh, Ilya Sorokin, who is 15, 16, and 4. And Semyon Verlamov is still hanging around. They're not playing much. He's still an Islander. Name, yeah, exactly. <laughs> start there. Yeah, he's still on the island. No, not the island anymore. But uh, he, he's a player that was the topic of trade talks last year and over the summer. And I thought I really did believe at a couple of points he would be a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm looking at my, at my stats right now. This is... Okay. Did yeah, I miss I'll, something where Sebastian Ajo became a New York Islander or is hockey reference broken? Um, I think it's broken. No, isn't that the other Ajo? Is that the other Ajo? Uh, since December the 10th. There's two Sebastian Ajos? Okay. Oh, is it Sebastian? Yeah. Are you sure it's him? All right, moving okay. forward. Anyway, that, that, that's, since, my, that, that's my contribution to this segment. Since December the 10th, power play opportunities, Islanders, three for 59 three for 59 so they're doing better than bgk it sounds like so that could be a (laughs) really uh that could be a really big factor in the upcoming game on saturday when we return here let's go into predictions and then we'll talk about our locks of the night if we have them already we're saving up all of our energy we'll do it yeah we're saving up a lot of energy however for what the friday coming up in a couple of segments we've got some good ones from all of our followers and what have you. And again, we'll return with more right after this on Lockdown Golden Knights. 
The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. That's right, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have just so many great features that make betting on sports fun and they make it easy. New customers, if you join today, you'll get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. That's when you place your first $5 bet. Win or lose, you get $150 in free play. Just sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to the point spreads to the player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets. You'll have a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. It's on the app. It's an app that's safe. It's secure. Super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Playoffs coming up here. Conference finals this weekend. Place your first $5 bet. You'll get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas, wrapping up another fine week here. Weather going to get a little nicer, hopefully, this weekend for us here, Chris. I don't like the winter chill, all of that. And again, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Our podcast free and available wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights. So a couple of predictions I have. BGK versus the Rangers. I've got the New York Rangers 5-3 to three with the win. I think Logan Thompson, if they give up that first goal, if his mindset starts to go south, he could see an avalanche there in net. I really do feel that if uh, the tempo of the game early on, if he gives up a cheap goal especially, he might unravel. I really do believe that. And VGK versus the Islanders, I've got a 6-2 to two VGK win. How do you see things these next two games there in the New York Metro? I'm writing down your predictions right now. Um, I think I got a couple of low-scoring affairs coming up right now. I think VGK defensively is really going to be focusing on their game right now and also to help both of our assuming both of our goaltenders play tony we'll have a we'll have our first topic on monday if it goes lt lt i can tell you that much so i got two low scoring affairs and i'm going i'm going to be a homer today i'm going to go vgk back to back here i'm going two to one tonight vgk low scoring game i'm just uh I'm betting on Logan Thompson right now. I'm betting on Logan Thompson to do what he's going to do, and I'm assuming it's a shiesty release us, shiesty release us, right, going <laughs> yeah. tonight. So he's going to do his part as well. So that's why I'm taking 2-1 low-scoring game, maybe one of those games where it's a jailbreak for the last 60 seconds where the Rangers are just peppering shot after shot with the empty net, but VGK holds on. Uh, fast forward to tomorrow night, Aiden Hill gets the shutouts. Aiden Hill what? shutouts. Wow. Two to nothing tomorrow night, Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. Okay. And then do we have to let's pick our players? Yeah. And let's time. just pick let's not pick different players. We have weekend players here. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Same players all box of the night. So I'm gonna go with Carrier and Howden. I'm not mispronouncing Carrier because I don't know. I'm just doing that for for fun. Oh, I'm sure you'll get lit up for it anyway, Tony. I'm sure you get lit up for it anyway. I just want to be like uh Butch. Cassidy Eichel obviously I mean I think we need to just keep riding Eichel until he shows us something right it's got to be Eichel and I don't get it often 
get a chance often to have this player for the entire weekend. So Carlson. Oh, just want to get the reaction. On the doorstep. Just want to get that the reaction. Was over, it was over the goal line by the time he poked. Hey, he was in the right place, right time, and he got crushed. He paid the price. He went to the dirty area and paid the price. Okay, uh, before we take a break, did you you sent me the Darren Millard interview? Uh, Don't ask me uh, if I Bruce watched Cassidy. it. Yet, but go ahead. No, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> but one of the things that stands out in that interview, because uh, they talked about a lot of things other than hockey as well, Cassidy adapting to living here in Las Vegas. And one of the things that stands out, though, was the fact that he talked, that Cassidy did, he kind of slipped a little bit and just saying, you know, Eichel, great player. He's gotten better defensively, he feels. So maybe that's one of the reasons why he's given up his offensive game because, again, he's trying to be like that Carlson guy, the 200-foot player. But he did kind of mention that they're still trying to figure out line mates that work with him something we've been discussing here for a long time since oh this goes back to the spring this goes back to the spring once uh four or five games in it does and right it we i think they hoped kessel was some fool man's fool's man fool man's man's gold yes i think that's what they were hoping to find something there with kessel and him and that, at least to date, has not worked yet. I say to date because we got Kessel for at least another 30 games or so, and then hopefully a playoff run, and maybe something will change at some point. And, I mean, Cotter, Cotter and who else is playing on the second line with him? Amadio. Like, what is that? That's strange, yeah, right? I mean, I don't. You I always like forget the, about Amadio. I don't right? know why. Super, super, super Amadio. But I like the balance. And I was, I did mention like uh, at the start of the season, like a combination of like Eichel, Nick Wah, and like a March or so where you got a finisher, someone who's going to be a little greasy in front of the net and Eichel can kind of do his thing. And they've tried that. They've tried every, I mean, if we were to go back and chart starting line combinations, I would set the over under at eight and a half different forwards have lined up on line one sure. this season. And that's not all yeah, because they, of Mark. The answer, the answer is not internal. The answer is not here. It's not internal. They don't have that player on this roster. They need to find that number two guy to compliment Eichel. Mark Stone. And he's not here. He's Mark not Stone. with the or he's not with the organization. Mark if Mark Stone is on the Stone's ice. not with Mark. the organization now. <laughs> Mark Stone, I think when when the line was Eichel, Stevenson and Stone it clicked. It clicked like a line one, a forward line one should. And also we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Eichel's since his injury. I mean, I, we, we talked about this yesterday, his uh, points percentage per game, 1.07, 27 point, 29 points, Nothing's 27 wrong. Nothing's games. Nothing's wrong. Yeah, right. Exactly. Nothing's and now he's, no, he's just great. above he's fine. Uh, a half point a game. Point zero point five five is his current point per game percentage since the injury. So you got, the combination of his probably favorite lineman, Mark Stone, outs, and his lingering injury. I'm going to say it. If I'm wrong, fine. Someone can tell me I'm wrong. But his lingering injury is also what's holding him back. He's, he's showing flashes. He's showing flashes, but he's not doing it nearly. You're not going to have a perfect shift every single time out there. No, no one's going to hold anyone to that, that standard besides Connor McDavid. Outside of Connor McDavid, no one's going to be perfect almost every single shift. But Eichel's, I don't know if you measure good and bad shifts, but 
if we're going to use a, use the Gallic flow chart, it's going it's going down. It's going down. Wow. Okay. That's also good, huh? going down. Coming up next, what the Friday? Stay tuned. More on the way right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Gallic. We come to you each and every day, Monday through Friday. From here in Las Vegas, of course, we follow the Vegas Golden Knights. And next week, we're going to have to grab a lot of content for this team. Now, we've never had any issues with content for uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, thanks. Mackie to- All-Star Dan Games. There's one for you. First listen. Okay, we can do that. Yeah, a lot of those stupid uh, skills competitions. Um, we thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights. So it is that time. Of course, some things you liked, perhaps some things you didn't like. Don't go Bruce Cassidy there on me. You're giving you were me. doing it. <laughs> I need some Dramamine. Was I doing that now? I do that goofing around. Here we are. Um, again, anything VGK related or otherwise. Uh, so I will start off with WTF. And they didn't officially, like, register with us for WTF. But uh, Daniel Negranu, did you see his tweet? He is. Keep going, he really but yes. Poke, he likes to poke VGK, so he puts comparisons. Oh, yep. Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck and Jack Eichel. Alex Tuck, four years, 4.75 million. Games played, 47. Goals, 23. Assists, 30. Total points, 53. Jack Eichel, four years at 10 million. Games played, 36. Goals, 15. Assists, 19. Total points, 34, both age 26. Cap space matters. Being smart with it allows a team to ice a strong bottom six. Build like the Kraken, not PGK. WTF, is this guy a fan or not? I mean, he was one of the first fans and very vocal when things first started and everything. And uh, Negranu, extremely knowledgeable. So I actually did an interview with Daniel Negranu Okay, let's think for a second here. 2017-18 was the first season. So the chatter about a hockey team in Vegas started, what, about 2015 or something like that? Maybe even back in 2014 is when it kind of started. So I was running a World Series Uh of Poker circuit event over at Planet Hollywood, my former employer, Season Entertainment, that is. And we were doing a charity event for the NSBCA, the grand new big supporter, uh, Jen Harmon, a lot of big poker celebrities and uh, TV and reality TV, all sorts of stuff. and we did an interview and I started it off. I said, I don't want to talk poker. I just want to talk hockey. We can get a we can get a hockey team or what? And that was where I got to find. I'll, I'll dig that up somewhere. He actually roasted me pretty good in the interview, but that's OK. It's uh, Negreanu. He was probably drinking a little bit, but good dude. Definitely knows his hockey. I've uh, had a few conversations with him, hockey and otherwise. And uh, he knows his stuff, no doubt. OK, so that's a WTF. Go ahead. You could fire away. So starting with VGK fans here, everyone was so happy on Saturday. I, this is probably my fourth time bringing it up, but it's perfect. Everyone's so happy after beating a Caps team that had no interest in playing, no Alex Ovechkin. They crush him 6-2, to two, whatever the final score was. Paul Cotter's out there getting beer league goals and things like that. Just It was a good game, but it was not that crazy corner-turning game as we saw they go the next night and you know got throttled pretty good by the Arizona Coyotes, unfortunately. Tuesday, they play they play a full 60-minute game, number one. A couple of fluky goals that you can pin on the defenseman or you can say bad luck, whatever you want to call it. But point being, the game on Tuesday against a marquee team in the league, 
That is the game that I'm hanging my hat on as far as a turning point. They lost. Fine. I don't care. That was a good game. Now we got two big games coming up uh, against the Metro. And I think you're going to see a very better VGK team. One, because they just were in better form on Tuesday. And now you're going to get more reinforcements back in the lineup. So VGK fans, take watch the games a bit closer. Watch what's happening out there. Don't get mad about an overtime loss that Logan Thompson was absolutely brilliant. And don't get, don't hang your hats on the results of that game. Trust the process. Trust the process. WTF. Okay. WTF. And here's one from Darth Tommy 774 on Twitter. WTF to dovetail on what you were saying. WTF is with LT saying that one was on him. He played very well. WTF. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we that's a thousand percent. Uh, one more for me. These reverse retro jerseys. Now let's start. They look great. The new reverse retro 2.0 jersey. They look wonderful. I love the way they look on the ice. They're clean. They're crisp. The design is great. They're everything Vegas is as far as being a bit cheesy in the sense that they glow in the dark. We, we have glow in the dark hockey jerseys. Where does that sound? It's an absolute money shot when VGK makes that walk down the hallway with the Vegas glowing. It is beautiful. But why in God's name did they cram these down us for like eight of like what, 12 home games or something like that over such a short span? Like, why couldn't this be spread out a little bit? It wore off a lot of the lust, a lot of the. The, the, the speciality, I don't know if that's the right way to say it or not, but it just kind of got very, like, what's monogamous, repetitive. There you go. All those things like that. You do it once a month or once, every, you know, every three weeks, once every five weeks, or at least not in such a close span. They look great. We loved them, but spread it out a little bit. I mean, we may never see them again with the way the NHL is. We're going to get another jersey next year for the outdoor game. Will there be reverse retro games? Will there be another reverse retro jersey? I mean, we are we already have a, an OG retro jersey from five years ago. So all these new jerseys and things like that are awesome. Just space them out a little bit more. So WTF, VGK marketing for cramming these reverse retro, these beautiful reverse retro jerseys down our throats. They reached their sales goals, I believe. That's probably why they cut off the sales. Let's face it. Okay, I want to take task with Gary Bedman. Earlier this week, oh, WTF, he says, nobody tanks. You're not going to lose games to increase your odds a couple of percentage points. Again, team tanking to get higher chances of winning the lottery. Okay, so since then, since that point, we were doing fine here for a moment. Okay. Since that point, uh, did you see the upsets after he makes these uh, comments about tanking? Since then, the Coyotes, uh, they uh, shut out the Blues last night. Uh, we saw the Blackhawks. They Throttle. got the Flames. Throttled them. The Ducks over the Abs. Columbus beats the Oilers. It's not a coincidence, folks. WTF. I they mean, started to play because they finally realized that maybe they can't move up for a couple of percentage points. What's going on here? WT stinking F. I, I definitely don't think the players are tanking at any level. There is pride when they're on the ice, but I definitely do think the general managers will um, 
you know, they'll go um whatever the owner's the name bucks, in major league bucks. was where they keep on taking things away from the team and things like that. You know, they'll they'll make it a little difficult for the players on the roster to uh to win games. Uh Wausau Aaron, haven't uh, t- mentioned that name in a while. What the Friday is going on with Brendan Brisson in the offseason? We talked about him possibly competing for a spot on the first or second line. Has he showed any promise whatsoever, or is it too early to tell? So remember, I did have a brief conversation with Brisson early in the season during an HSK media scrum, and he had had a slow start to the season, but he had an excellent road trip where he got like three points in four games or something like that. So I simply said, hey, you know, you seem to be turning a corner right now. Um What's what's working that wasn't necessarily working as well in the first X, Y, Z games. And he kind of, uh, you know, I've succeeded at every level I've done. I, you know, it, it'll be fine. Like it was a very, I can't paraphrase it enough because I can't remember too much of the conversation. But point being is it came off as a kid saying, hey, I got this. You know, who, who the heck are you, media guy? I, I'm, I'm, I've succeeded at every level I've done. So, you know, shut up. Stop, stop talking to me. That's kind of the vibe that I got from him. But a quick update on him right now, as far as his output goes, seven goals, 12 assists, 19 points, 33 games. And he's actually um, a zero as far as plus minus goes, which I mean, on that HSK team right now with just the limited resources they have now they're getting reinforcements back, but the limited reinforcements that they have, that's actually not bad. I still do maintain Brisson has been very unnoticeable in a lot of the games that I've attended. Uh, we will be going as a family to tonight's game. So I'll maybe get some video of Brisson and things like that and see um, if it seems like he's noticeable. Like at the AHL level, yes, scoring matters and points matter, but just being having a noticeable game, I think is the biggest thing that gets you looked at, you know, that gets, uh, gets McCrimmon's attention. It gets, uh, Cassie, well, Cassie, I don't think is involved too much in that process. So Rasan's getting there, but I don't know if he's the answer, but to be fair, I don't think anyone on HSK has been the answer this season. We're not getting the contributions from HSK this year, like last year. However, we do have Paul Cotter and Logan Thompson as everyday players. So you can take that however you want. Right, and they did move Brisson, I noticed, from the top line to the second line. And then also, uh, he scored the shootout winner a couple of nights back there. So Yeah, I mean, he can listen. He, the dude can score. He's got a scoring touch. Like, he's a good player. I thought he'd be up. I thought he'd be up by now. I thought, I thought there's a the chance he makes the team. That Laurent Brossois would be getting starts. Yeah, I'm surprised he, he didn't pop up in any of our WTF conversations. Okay. I have another WTF from Chuck Dickerson. Doesn't anyone want to step up? WTF? Who who do you think should step up? Eichel, obviously, number one choice, but anyone else? You know, it's um Cassidy talked about this during one of the pressers after uh after one of the, the many recent tough home losses, unfortunately. And it was the comment, right? You know, don't knock on my door Wednesday, you know, show me on the ice or something like that was the uh was the paraphrased Gallic version of uh, what he was getting at. And no one on the bench putting their hand up and saying, hey, give me a shot here to take Stoney's place. So does someone want, yeah, I mean, everyone wants to step up, but no one, I mean, okay, since Mark Stone's gone down, what VGK winger can you say they're really, they've improved? I'm not saying taking Mark Stone's place. Is there a winger you can look at in the last five games where you're going to say this one is really setting themselves apart? It's not Stevie. It's not Marchie. It's not Carl. Riley Smith is always there. Riley Smith's game doesn't go up a lot, but his game stays flat. But a flat Riley Smith game is much better 
than many of the forwards in the NHL. So Riley Smith has set his baseline very high. So I'll say Riley Smith is still stepping up because I don't feel he's slowed down at all. But Amadio, hit or miss. Kessel shows flashes, very few and far between. Nick Wad does his thing. Howden, we'll see how he develops. Um, Kolasar, he's out there. I would like to see maybe a little more at times from him. Not necessarily, you know, you know what six six point six games, but a little more. You know, just kind of keep on doing what he's doing. Where do you think some of these players are going to be headed during the break? Remember, wasn't it uh, was it Flurry went to Disneyland? A few years I don't know, ago but they 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 definitely do get away a little. Wasn't bit, Flurry? No, because he was probably in Mexico. Uh, Mexico is a common place. I'm not sure uh, how things are down there right now. Um, you know, they're they will be traveling and doing their thing. Some players might just stay home and not do a whole lot, but. Listen, let them let them get their uh, get their, their aggression jollies, out, resets, yeah, whatever whatever it takes, you know. Okay, uh, should be a fun weekend. Uh, two games coming up for the VGK, and then the All Star break. And next week, uh, of course, on Monday, we'll recap the weekend. And as we head into the All Star game, we'll talk about all those skills competitions. We have to keep an eye out on LT because he's going to be the starting goaltender for the Honda Pacific. And we'll have much, much more, of course. And we appreciate everyone tuning in. We thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. You could find us wherever you get your podcast. And as well, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas reporting. I don't know, it sounded kind of official and cheesy. But we thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you again Monday right here on Locked On Golden Knights.